Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf, and today I have returning guest Ken Kranz is here. How you doing? Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So, and I think I said this before, maybe on the last time you were on, but I met Ken, how many years ago has it been now? Do you know? Like, I don't know. Five, six-ish? Yeah, in that, neighbor, in that neighborhood. Yeah, and I believe, did we meet at Stress Factory? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, I believe it was. Okay, so we met at Stress Factory. It's a great club in New Brunswick. And, um, and then I think pretty soon after, you had me on... You have another show at Gotham. Yes. That's incredible. So anyone listening, if you're looking for a cool comedy show, for real, I think it's about once a month. Once a month, underground comedy. Hell yeah. So you had me on that a while ago. And yes. I think again after that too. And um, yeah, it, but we've we're, just we're, been... we're usually on Tuesdays, which yeah. Tuesdays are tough for you, right? That's why... I have the shaney brains. So I try to, I used to, when I started comedy, I took them out with me a lot. I kind of had to, honestly, at that point. And I think I've learned that as much as I can, I try to keep them out of the comedy clubs. Um, I don't regret having taken them a lot. I think it's helped form his personality in a lot of good ways. But then I think it also exposed him to things that maybe he wasn't ready to. Um, right. So now... On, especially on Mondays and Tuesdays, it's like school nights. I'm yep. like, we're staying, we're staying home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame you with yeah. what goes on in Greenwood. Well, you have a daughter now. Yes. So how old is she? She's two and a half. Aw. What's it like being a dad? It's the greatest thing ever. Oh. Especially, um, especially like I, I was getting to the point in life where I thought maybe we weren't going to have kids. Okay. And, and then, and then we, and then we did. Wow. So it's... How old are you? Do you share that or no? Yeah, I'm a dude. I'm, I'm <laughs> I share of, it, yeah, but I, I know. know a lot of people in the entertainment business, they get so scared to share it. I'm just like, fucking own it. Like... Yeah, no, I'm I'm 42. Okay. So I'm, I'm, That's not that old for being... Like, do you know, for seriously, for being a dad, like I consider it starts around like 50 or 60 to me for, yeah. For being a dad? Yeah. And a mom. Janet Jackson, didn't she just have a kid too? Yeah, I'm kind of like, that's... yeah, but I don't know. I'm I'm all about, like I said, 50, 60 becomes an older parent. But I think in 40s, fucking do your thing. I don't know. I think like when she's 10, I'm going to be 50. And I feel like that's already kind of like an old dad. You really? know, like I remember. Do you we... feel old now? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You don't feel old to me. I You're don't... still fucking... Smoking weed, kicking it, doing comedy. So that's (laughs) why it's like you have more energy than a lot of people. So I think it's maybe your perspective. Um, Yeah, no, I've I've never. You're the first person to accuse me of having more energy than a lot of people. Um, Well, energy is not always what people like. If you came in my house doing jumping jacks, I'd be like, Ken, what the fuck are you doing? Get out of my house. Do you know what I mean? Like, so would I. (laughs) But you came in with like, yeah. But you came in like, like you have presence. Like you're here. Do you know what I mean? Right. And uh, we had a funny... So when Ken got here, I said to him, I was like, okay, my house smells a little bit like weed and incense. And I was like scared of him judging me or even just saying that. I'm like, oh my God, are the police going to come and get me? And like, you can say what you said, but... <laughs> I Well, I was shocked because I had no idea 
that you got high and I would have, I literally had like a cup of that, um, like weed coffee, like this, the oil coffee in my hand. And I was like, I would have called and brought you one. If I had a weed coffee, cause I get really sensitive to caffeine. If I had a weed coffee, I would probably go into the fetal position. Like both of those things combined would probably set me over an edge. To be honest, I love the weed mints. Yeah. I've had them once a friend got them from like Portland or wherever, you know, and um, oh my God, like that was incredible. The, uh, I love the gummy bears. The, to me, the gummy bears. I've never had a gun. Oh wait, no, I not the gummy bear. I have a, a gummy years ago on a podcast called Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole and they had to end the podcast 13, 15 minutes in because I got so high that I basically got stuck in the matrix. <laughs> well, ed- ed- edibles can be terrifying because edibles are like, you think it doesn't work. Yep. So you'll be like, this doesn't work. This doesn't, you're waiting 30, 40 minutes. This doesn't work. And then the next second you're like, oh, call 911. Yes. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so it's. Um, That's why it's so terrifying. That's why I prefer smoking a lot. Cause I feel like a closer connection to what the intake is. Right. Um, but that's why something like a weed coffee would scare the shit out of me because I'm I've already had for real panic attacks due to caffeine. I had those chocolate covered espresso beans. Yes, ate them like fucking candy. Next thing you know, full on. It was at my at the time my boyfriend in in Wisconsin. We visited his family in Wisconsin. Full on fetal position, twitching, freaking the fuck out on his living room. Thank God his mom was a nurse. It was. <laughs> So after that, I'm like real careful with the uh, the, with caffeine. the caffeine. Like, uh, yeah, I'm very I'm very sensitive, yeah. but like a little bit of weed kind of calms me down. But it's so funny because my plan was just like, well, I'll, she won't know that this isn't regular coffee, and I'll just not say a word, and then. <laughs> oh man, oh, good. I'm glad you're saying this because I want everyone to know. Like, I really don't give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? Like, I really. Well, first of all, I try even when judgment comes up around other things. I really know how to include it. And I know it's more about me than the person. So like, no, anyone listening, don't worry about me judging you. Like healing is not about being a, this image of a perfect, do you know what I mean? Like we're like, be a perfect human means no smoking says who, I mean, I know you know that, but it's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not judging and I'm getting high. (laughs) Cause it's it's awesome. I I feel like with anybody in comedy, if I've known you for years and I haven't gotten high with you yet, I just assume that you don't get high. Maybe, well, maybe I don't, that's what it was. I don't smoke socially. I really do it to alleve, alleviate my anxiety. I'm actually thinking about getting a prescription because mm-hmm. now in New Jersey. Super easy. And is it? Yes. How? how? What do I do? Uh, I actually, I don't know that. I, uh, no, no, no. I, I've <laughs> I would heard, just love I've to heard legally that it's super easy. It. Um, you can, uh, you just got to get a referral, but the doctors are, are pretty... Um, I, from Lenient? what I now they are. It used to be really tough in New Jersey, but with yeah. with the legalization right around the corner, I've heard that they've loosened up the uh, the requirements. Amazing, because yeah. I guess I think I'm going to go to my normal family doctor and seriously just be like, "Hey, how can you know?" Because you feel even weird saying it to your doctor, but it does help me with my anxiety. Like it's a real thing. So I'm just going to say, like, what can I do? I wonder if he's going to refer me to a fucking psychologist. That would be so annoying. <laughs> I don't I I don't know. I think you should find the the weed friendly doctor first before. Find find out who. OK. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. How do you find a weed friendly? Do- How do you put that out there? Do you Google that? Weed friendly doctor? I think, you, I think doctor? you Google that. Yeah. That's hysterical. 
Okay, thank you. That would be that'd be where I'd start. Yeah, weed weed friendly doctor, New Jersey. See what comes up. Okay, it would be funny if my my doctor was the first. That one would be hilarious. The, whole time. Like the number one result. <laughs> well, I've gone into his office. Like there was one time I was smoking, maybe quote unquote too much, and I started to feel like I was getting strep throat. So. I went into him and I was like, I'm smoking too much weed, I think. And I, I have strep throat. And he's like, he tested me. I didn't, but I actually did. It was, they found it later uh, lying in my system, which was horrific. But um, it, I had strep laying in my system and it mixed with my Lyme disease that is normally very uh, dormant. And boom, I couldn't walk for two weeks. Oh my God. Yeah. So, but when I went in, I, I said to my doctor, I was like, I think I have throat cancer because I smoke weed sometimes. Like I was so like, sometimes I smoke weed. So now I think I'm dying. And he was like, you're fine. I was like, are you sure? He's like, you're fine. But that was so, I feel like that's built into our society is like, what, you do that? You're going to die. Like everyone's so like, you can live a little bit. Like you don't have to be these perfect once again, whatever that means. Like you can have a drink if you need a drink. You can have some weed or whatever. Like it's fine. I think I think it's way more. Um, I don't think it's nearly as taboo now. Really, as it <laughs> used to just be. in my head. I think maybe just in your like. I know uh, you know, like growing up in high school, it was like yeah, you couldn't even imagine that it would be legal. You couldn't even imagine like no politician would ever want to yeah. take this on. And now they got the oil. Like, and, and weed's delicious now. Like, yeah. I couldn't have picked... If you had told me when I was 16, like, yeah. doing bong hits of horrible dirt weed in, in my basement, that one day you'd have pens that are odorless but taste like pancakes <laughs> That's or crazy. taste like birthday cake, like, my mind would have been blown. Yeah. Been like, never have. You're going to be able to walk into a store one day and just... See, I never had really those experiences, like, because I didn't start smoking until my late 20s about. So that's why it's also so, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm still kind of going through this, like, I smoke weed. I'm bad. <laughs> you know, like, where I feel like you got past that a long time ago. I, I'm still I like. I started probably way too young. Uh, what, okay, so when did you start? Like 13. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. That's, yeah, but you seem fine. I mean, you know, I guess if you only you see me once every year or two. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, you don't seem, because, you know, there's that big taboo. Like, if you start smoking at 13, it's going to fuck up your brain. Like, I don't think that's true. Like, I think it's your relationship, how often you use it. Like, I think there's so many factors that go into that. And we try to, like, diagnose it from an external like, these are the rules of this is, you know, if this is going to mess you up or not. Right. Each case is individual. And I'm telling you, it does not seem on my end like weed has messed you up. Yeah. I just need you to know that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good. To that's know. just my reading of it. Good. Not that you asked. But let's go. In, okay. So let's go into, uh, I mean, not that that wasn't a serious topic, but this one's going to be a little bit more. Right. A lot more. Right. Somber. So you can kind of go into it, but. Um, Ken reached out to me because he's been dealing with a hard loss. So I'll let you take it from there. Yeah. So um, thanks. Uh, yeah, I lost my dad like four months ago. Yeah. Um, very suddenly, and then the circumstances were. Do you? Do you, I don't even know. I don't know if I. Do you know how? I. No. So, By the way, can we move your phone oh, right here? Is yes. causing a little bit of interference. Sorry, yeah. guys. Okay. Good. Good. Sorry. Um. So my dad was like a fitness buff. Okay. And um like rode his bike every day. He lived right on How old lake, was he? in Lake George. He uh would have been seventy eight um just a few weeks ago. Okay. And uh so 
when I say like he would ride his bike, he would go like you know, like Lance Armstrong shit. Holy shit! Like thirty miles a day. Oh, your dad. Yeah, no, he was uh, he was in way better shape. You know, like he was in better shape in his seventies than I was in high school, and it wasn't even wow. wasn't even close. You know, and um, has it was it always like that? Like, did you yes. grow up with him as like a crazy amazing athlete? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you always was, kind of felt below that, I guess, or in the athletics department. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He 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 got a lot of um, he had a lot of athletic ability that that skipped right past. <laughs> Damn. Say all of his kids. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> He, you know, he was, How like did a, he mar- he was a marathon runner. It, it didn't bother, you know, it didn't, just okay. when I grew up, he was just, he was big into running. Yeah. Um, How long would he run for? Like he ran until his knees hurt too much and then he switched to riding the bike. Yeah. You know, like he, he ran <laughs> until his doctor was like, you shouldn't be running. Wow. Yeah. For like hours he would do this? Oh yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, that I kind of know. stuff blows my mind because like I'm marathon, just like marathons. I would shit. kill myself. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it it's a whole other kind of specimen to me. And that's not to say worse or right. That you know, I just cannot picture because I used to run, and I sometimes I'll go for a run, and now it lasts like five to ten minutes, like until my body's like you're done. Yeah. Um. But I used to run. Like I used to run. And I hated it a lot of the time. So I can't imagine. And I would never did it for hours like yeah, that. So no, I he, can't even imagine he, running for hours and loving it. I mean, props to whoever can do that. That is not how my brain and body works. I would fucking collapse. He was he was obsessive. Like Was I he like that even, with a I lot of even things? He would admit just with just with fitness and but yeah, tell me about him like in other areas. Like what was he like? What was your relationship to him like? You kind of mentioned it a bit. Right. On uh, the last podcast. But if you'll go, because now it's like up even more yeah. in a sense. So yeah, it was uh, it was a com- it was a unique situation growing up. I had a very complicated relationship. Uh, when I was ma- when I was like two, my dad left my mom for her best friend in the world and her her best friend lived right around the corner from us so like there was a cul-de-sac off the street that we lived on mm-hmm. she lived on the cul-de-sac so yeah. it was when i say around it was literally a three-minute walk from my house to her house so my dad left my mom for her best friend and moved in to her friend's house by the way how's your mom handling this um you know it's i don't know it's been it's been weird. Oh my god. Okay, keep going, but I thought about your mom. Um because first of all, having him leave her for her best friend is insane. Yeah. Um and then you guys having to grow up <laughs> going back and forth between the houses. It's and- real well, also, so I have uh biologically I have a brother and sister. Uh both older. My stepmother with the same dad and mom as yes, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um my my stepmother also had three kids, so she had a with she, your dad. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, from her got it previous marriage. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so like they would they they were like they were two couples that that hung out all the time, and then so um, my my uh, so my stepmom had a son my brother's age and a daughter my sister's age. 
So they grew up playing together and were like best friends. Wow. So then one day it's like, hey, now you're, you know, my dad married their mom. And it's like, hey, now you're, now you're family. Now you're brother Was it a really sister. ugly split when it, when your dad left her for her best friend? Yes. Was it ugly? Very. I mean, I don't, I was It two. wasn't like a I calm, go be happy. No. It was. No, definitely not. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and you guys are in the middle of it then. Well, again, I, I was two, so I don't remember any of this. Right. But you were even energetically in the middle of this. Ki- yes. Kids can pick up on yeah. that. So, yeah. okay. Um, so, um, we, uh, I probably shouldn't have gotten as high as I did. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> before <though>. we started. <laughs> um, if you cry on this, by the way, that it will not be the first time someone has cried on here. Yeah. I have cried, obviously, a lot, but like, it's okay if it gets right there. No, like, no, you don't no. have to. You you don't have to cry, but like, if you do, it's not. So it was. So I so I grew up around the corner from my dad, but it was like my dad was sort of raising this other family. Yeah. Like I would like I'd be on the front lawn having a football catch with my brother, and my dad would come walking by with his new kids and his new dog. And, oh. It was, but for me, I I was the lucky one because for me, I didn't remember. So it was just, that was just always that the was way. Reality. That was just, it was normal to me. Like there, I didn't realize that it was, uh, I didn't have, I came in, you know, I came into consciousness during the after. Yeah. Like I don't have yeah. any of the before. Yeah. So. What um, was the after like? It was a very, it was an odd, you know, it was a strange way. It was a strange way to grow up, but it also ended up being... My mother remarried. Okay, good. And uh, my stepfather moved in with his two sons. We I grew up like in a real life Brady Bunch situation where there was five kids in a blended family, and then right around the corner, I had two more stepbrothers and a stepsister. So I there was like eight kids in this one yeah. block radius. It's kind of fun. It was. I mean, it was. It was. It definitely had its moments. You know. Yeah. Especially when you're in high school and yeah. um, I both sets of parents love to travel. So I would, I was like the party house. Okay. Wow. So, would so your it'd be mom... like one weekend a month, either my mom or my dad would be away where I, you'd be like, Oh, I've got a house now to. Yeah. Would your mom ever talk to her old best friend? Um, Cause it, sometimes they'd be in the same vicinity. I'm there, sure. Yeah, there was family stuff that they were to, yeah. together in. Um, no, I, I mean, you know, other than uh, they would be cordial if during, during family stuff, but I think also when you've, when you get a a lot of years in between, you know, after, after the fact and, and you've gone a lot of years, um, I think that everybody sort of realized like my dad and stepmom were so in love, like they were so obviously crazy about each other and completely soulmates my mother ended up meeting somebody that you know like an equal kind of kind of love so it it worked out and now i'm very close with my stepfather's kids i'm very close with my stepmother's kids yeah so it was like a big crazy family but everybody everybody hung on and and we're still close yeah so it was like my my dad did a real like did the best thing for my mom because she got to meet her husband um but he did it in the worst possible way 
Yeah. That's, that's how I look at it. And I think that's what's important because I think everyone should follow their heart for real, right? But what I'm learning is the way that you transition through things matters, you know, because in the past, I was engaged to this one guy, um, Joe, when I was about 23. And basically, right after we got engaged, I started getting panic attacks. And I knew that suddenly he wasn't the one, even though I was grappling with it and going back and forth because it's scary because he was like my best friend. We got along great, but it just that spark wasn't there. And um, it was just really it was really hard to to follow my heart and do that, but I did it in a way and I didn't purposely do it, but it was, I didn't get out of it in the smoothest way. Right. I literally got um, knocked up, we'll say, um, I would say about, it was less than a year later, but I ended up getting pregnant and then got married the same year and weekend. Not weekend, but like month. Right. Oh, wow. So it was for him to watch that. And I wasn't happy. I was in my own, you know, blinded, right. pained spot, you know, but like it was really hard and that ripples through everyone, you know, and I'm trying to learn now. It's like the way things end, whatever they are, if they don't have to end um, meanly, like it, it, it can be like there might be resentment, of course, like if you're breaking up with someone or whatever, like it's not going to be pretty but there's a way to write it that's a little softer. And I know we have to still get into what happened right, with your right. dad, but like, cause no, you're right the, now going through loss and I think you're figuring out how to feel it, but without lashing out or, you know what I mean? And I think that's really cool. Right. Well, you know, I, you, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how you're, everyone's just so different how they respond to this shit. That's true. But, um, so back to what I was saying. So, so it was so obvious that that both sets of these parents belong together, you know. And then, like as I as I started growing up and became really aware of the situation, I couldn't even imagine my dad and mom ever being married. Like you, I would yeah. look at them and be like, "That's not even, of course." But the way he, you know, to what you were saying about the way things are done, I just I don't know what I don't think there's a good way to go about. Leaving your wife and kids I for think her there best is. friend. I don't. Well, I but I do. I I mean, it's never easy. But at the end of the day, you can't not do something because you feel stuck. You know, if you if you stay in any kind of marriage whatsoever um, because you're just stuck, but it's not really where you want to be, you're not helping out any party, right? And I learned that myself. You know, it was very hard for me to leave my ex husband. I had a two year old. Um, it was scary as fuck and you feel guilty and you feel bad for taking care of yourself. You feel like this selfish, awful monster, but like, Oh my, the Kate I was there wasn't even Kate. It was a muted down, deeply pained version. And I would not have been much of a mother for my son at all. Right now I can give him me who I actually am and my love and my presence and not, you know, doesn't mean I'm a perfect parent. There are lots of, uh, iPad or phone time built in, but like I can give him who I really am. So I feel like, yes, those things are never easy, but the right thing to do is always follow your passion because real intimacy is freedom. So you should be able to really get to be you. Yeah. And well, I think I I realize that now. Yeah. Growing up, it seemed, you know, growing up, it was more like, how could he have done this? Oof. 
Um, That's a lot to live in. Yeah. Did well, you think your dad was like bad then? Kind yes. of. Yes. Yeah. There yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah Not I mean, completely. It, it was complicated. It was. I mean, it was. It was a fucked up thing, you know. Yeah. And um, I. I don't know that. I think in order to do what he did, he had to shut himself off a little and he and shut himself down yeah. and become a little bit colder and more robotic. Yeah. Um, that fucking sucks. I'd, I'd heard growing up from my sister and brother, I'd heard all these stories about how fun my dad was and what a great sense of humor he had. And then after the divorce, he became something. Doesn't sound like he was with his uh, ultimate soulmate, actually. Well, it... it he he was he absolutely was um to me and we can disagree because there's a difference between soulmates and twin flames but like ultimately the twin flame relationship which a lot of people have not found themselves in yet it's about freedom and just the fact that he went into a colder place i'm not saying who knows maybe he was supposed to end up with her possibly however real twin flames the real kind that are steeped in unconditional love, they never want the other person on the other end to be hurt. So if they really believed in their love, he should have as kindly and slowly as he could have gotten out of that. Cause that's a sensitive fucking situation. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I mean, I can't, I can't tell you what was in his head or, or how, know, how but... did you feel about him up until recently? Like what was your relationship with him in the like, like in the last five to 10 years? Amazing. So, wow. yes. Yeah, so well, here's the, and I, I know we haven't even like, I haven't even gone into how any of this happened yet, but, um, so my, my stepmother, so they, they stayed married until the day she died. Okay. So, so she, she had a, she died of cancer in 2001 and then, um, Jesus. Yeah. And so he, he was still in the same house as soon as he died, as soon as she died, he was like, I, I got to get out of here. And, um, he actually met, we, we have family, he had a brother up in the Lake George area, upstate New York. and Beautiful he, area. Yes, it's unbelievable. And um, his brother introduced him to a woman who he ended up dating very quickly after my stepmother's funeral, which shocked everybody. And he moved up to Lake George. And he said that they were, they were going to build a house and he was going to live in Lake George. And... So this was 15 years ago. And up until then, it was like he lived, you know, he lived in New Jersey. I, I saw him, you know, some, you know, I'd see him at family ship, but there wasn't a, a super, there wasn't a real close. I knew he loved us. I always knew that he loved us. I never doubted that. But there wasn't like a, a great connection or a super closeness. And I remember thinking the day that he moved, I was like, wow, like now this is really going to, now there's really going to be nothing here because now he's moving four hours away and this is how things are like when he's half an hour away. Um, but then he moved to Lake George and, and remarried and we, my, my second stepmother was wonderful and um, something in him changed. I think it was being on that lake and being out in nature and just being surrounded by what he loved so much. And I ended up connecting with him and becoming closer. The further away he got, the closer we became, which I, I, never, I never would have guessed. 
Like I remember, yeah. I'm, I'm t- I remember clear as a bell the day he left being like, oh, it's, you know, now I'll see him like maybe once a year. Damn. So what happened? How did, and, and when was, when did he pass? My dad? Yeah. Four months ago. Four months so, ago. So let me get into this. So yeah. um, I get a phone call from him. It was at the end of March. It was like the 26th or 27th on a Monday. And I was in the middle. I don't even remember what I was in the middle of doing. I was in the middle of doing something and he called and I was about to bounce him to voicemail. I had my thumb hovering over it and I said, oh, I'll, I'll call him tomorrow. And then like my thumb hovered there for a second. And then I thought, you know what? Like you haven't spoken to him in a week. Pick up the phone and, and say hi. So I did. Uh, we made plans to see each other Friday night and said, I love you. It was the last thing, you know, last thing I said and last thing I heard. And um, less than 24 hours later, I got a call from my stepmother, who he has since divorced like three years ago. And uh, she told me that he'd been out riding his bike and was hit and killed by a truck. And Wait, um, say this again? He, was, he went out for a bike ride, and um, he got, we know exactly how it happened. They have the whole thing on video because oh it, was, it was caught at a, a traffic light camera. So he came up to like a four-way intersection, and they said he must have had like GPS on his phone or something that rerouted him because they saw him stop, look at his phone, and then like turn back in the, in the direction he'd just come from. And when he, when he turned back through the intersection, uh, a pickup truck had been coming and there was just a little bit of a crest before the, before the stop sign or the yield sign. So the driver couldn't see, there was just a, like a little bit of a blind spot and, uh, he was hit and killed instantly. Like they said that, um, EMT was on the scene, I think within two minutes and they said he was already gone. Oh my God. So it was instantaneous. I am so sorry. Yeah. That is yeah, me too. a horrific. I, I mean, thank God he didn't suffer in pain. Thank God he died on impact. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but God, that's, you know, and for you, I, and obviously you're still processing it because he's, he's just gone suddenly and doing something he loved. Yes. Yeah. Um, I wasn't lost on any of us. Yeah. And it was, I think. My if, brother was hit riding a bicycle in Brooklyn mm-hmm. by a truck. Um, and he he would have died if he didn't have his helmet on. It shot him through a parked van through, oh the, through the glass. And, you know, by the time the ambulance came, like he was, he was bleeding on the ground, you know, they didn't know if he was going to make it. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't like to share too much about my brother. The reason why I'm even share, thank God he was okay. Thank the fucking Lord. Um, but it's very, and look by riding a bicycle in Brooklyn and New York city is a whole other thing than yeah, where, yeah, than yeah. riding in the Lake George area. But no matter what you have to be so careful. And I know you as a dad now, um, you know, like with Shane and he's going to be 12, like I'm like, 
when it comes to riding his bike, I'm like, you look both ways 10 fucking times. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, getting riding a bicycle, getting hit by a car, you're fucked. Yes. Like, you can survive, but you're fucked. So, like, anyone listening, like, because some people, they, they get so in their zone or so used to doing it that they forget, like, how vulnerable that is. So, everyone listening, not to be too mom or teachery, like, seriously, this is some real fucking shit. Well, here's here's the thing that makes this whole thing so fucked up. He'd been hit by a car before riding his bike. and He, he had? He had, and he went over the hood, and he scraped his face up. Nothing too bad. He'd scraped his face up, and uh, this was a couple years ago. And I remember we all, like me and my brother and sister, were like, Dad, maybe it's time to... I mean, Lake George, those are like, you know... Those roads are tiny and windy and um, what you couldn't tell. I mean, it's literally what he loved to do the most in the world. You couldn't be like telling me not to do stand up anymore. Like there was. And then so we found. So here's the interesting thing. So when he told us that he'd been hit because we were seeing him and his face was all scraped up. So there was no way he could have just not told us. I remember thinking when he told me. Like, oh, this could be how my dad dies because I know that he won't stop. So this could be how he dies. And um, it's because I have like, I don't know, I have like dark, I have dark, my mind, like when I hear something, my mind automatically goes to the darkest place To the morbid. No, sometimes I'll say bye to someone in New York City, like a friend. I'll be like, bye, see you next week. And then I literally almost always picture myself turning around and getting smacked by a bus. Like it just happens in my mind. So I think a lot of us have those morbid thoughts because we know, we've seen images, we know what can happen. Um, Especially sometimes the mind of a comic can go morbid real quick. Yeah. So I don't think that's abnormal. So you kind of already were picturing that. I have, I had in my head played out the scenario how it happened like i remember thinking like well i'll uh, i would get a phone call and it would probably be his ex-wife because she's still up in there they they had a very amicable split and they they you know are 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 all of our kids still call her grandma you know so they had a they, they had a friendlier split. But I remember thinking like, oh, it'll probably, like I'll get this phone call from uh, my stepmom and she'll be like, yeah, your dad was. So I, I in my mind, I had run through this exact scenario. And so it happened. And then it's the most shocking thing you could imagine, but it also wasn't surprising. Yeah. So it's, it's just a, like a weird dichotomy. And how have you been since, like, the last four months? What has the grieving process been like for you? Like, does it go happen in spurts? Like, it it, it comes and goes. Um, I've I I've taken a lot of comfort in how some of this played out. Like, for instance, taking his phone call the day before. If I'd bounced him in a voicemail, and then I got this call, you know, less than twenty four hours later, that would have devastated me and I would have felt guilt for the rest of my life yeah thank but, god that didn't happen yeah 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 I I mean I'm and listen I don't necessarily I know you do I don't necessarily believe, believe in, in a that. lot of this Got stuff it. but so and that I must don't know. be shaking the whole thing up too right because he's passed you don't necessarily believe in an afterlife or whatever I don't even know I don't I, I don't know what would I, you say you're agnostic where you're just kind of like not sure but yes. open yeah 
So, but, but of course someone you love and is so close to you passing is going to bring up not only grief, but probably a deeper questioning too of like, what, what do I feel happens after if anything? And I'm sure, right? It's yeah. It's I like, I don't know. Like I want to believe that I picked up the phone call because the universe told me you need to answer this. Yeah. Um, or was it just or was it just completely was it just completely random and i just happened to be like no i I think because i trust in power of intuition and our bodies being these all-knowing things and we are all connected um because i believe we're all energy right on this deep whatever you know like a metaphysics kind of level i think you were already envisioning him possibly dying in the way he did right and i think there was a deep belief even though you weren't totally conscious of it all the time like he might actually go doing this he's yes. not going to stop and I think when you saw him calling a part of you was like I don't feel like talking and then that deeper part that's like you don't know yeah when something like that could happen I think that's the part that had you answer that phone was like you probably knew on a gut level that this could be I mean he's he was an older man for riding yes. a bike like yes. that yeah no question and I think you knew that and um I think, yeah, I don't, I think, so in terms of like, it doesn't have to be like, the universe went into your hand and like, I mean, maybe, but I think however you want to say, your intuition knew. Yeah, I just didn't, it it almost, yeah. But I also don't know if now in hindsight, you just want to believe that and not believe that just completely random that this one time I decided. Take hindsight out of it. We're talking about a deep thought belief, right? right? Belief system of, do you feel connected to your intuition and to your even like reflexes, you can call them. Like, I feel like you've survived a lot of craziness in your life and you've developed this probably extrasensory empathic ability to have to feel into people's emotional spaces all the time. And you probably felt when you were with your dad, like this dude could get hit doing this and you carried that with you. Um, whatever you want to call it in your system, in your brain, in your subconscious. And I think, yeah. And, and there are different reasons for picking up calls. You know, like it doesn't have to be just because someone's about to pass. Like sometimes I'll want to hit decline on a call and then something else says, no, 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 you should pick this up. Yeah. So I think because we're all connected, you see it in nature, you know, like we're a system, we're an ecosystem. So it's like you can feel when something's about to happen. A lot of um like native tribes and aboriginal kinds of groups of people they speak that language of we're connected we can feel when a storm's about to hit we, we can feel when a member of the community is sick um, because it's affecting the whole community if one person gets a crazy virus we're all in danger right so i believe that your senses picked up on it and pick up on a lot of things let's not even do the hindsight i think you know I mean, you came in with a weed coffee. That's fantastic. That's great. You know what I mean? It, it started a whole conversation and we got to know each other more than we ever have. Right. So I think that, I just think that you do have a really deep intuition and you don't even have to bring God or universe in there. You can look at it from just like a pure scientific, we're all connected ecosystem kind of way. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I know. I, I mean, I, you could be right. I just have, I've. Well, I think you're figuring it all out and dealing with, have you been crying a lot? Like, how have you been? So this is, so it's been weird because I didn't have, I don't know. I have a couple theories. Yes, I have been, 
I never had like the fall down on the floor and oh my God, what, you know, what just happened? I haven't had any of that. I've had absolute bouts of, of, um, crying, but it's so weird. It's, it's almost like, it's like a sneak attack. Like I can be anywhere wow. doing anything, not even aware that I'm thinking about my dad. Like I could, I could be in the supermarket and then just burst into tears and two minutes later, I'm completely fine. Wow. So I've had like a million of those, but yeah. I never had like the, um, like you see in the movies. Also, part of me thinks, um, because like being a comedian and you know, like when you've done it for a long time, all your, like you, I, I think as comics, um, this is going to, I don't know, this is going to sound dumb. I, I think we're more like observers. And we sort of forget how to like participate in mm. life. At least I know what me. I like, wouldn't say if that that's for me, right? But that's definitely. I mean, I you think, can say how you. For me, that doesn't. I definitely observe and take in, but I also try my best with the social anxiety that many of us comedians have to enter life as much as I can. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know. I think. I think for me. What does that mean for you? Like what? It, yeah. So. This is, um, I think when you really learn how to like write and craft a joke that at least for me, I'm not able to turn it off. So I, yeah, I, I, so you're talking, but you're talking about OCD that has nothing to do. It's showing up in your comedy, but this might just be, and it's linked to your dad. Sorry to be an annoying healer, but <laughs> he had a particular OCD that he funneled into. Yeah, he definitely did. Cycling and your OCD. Yes. Yeah. You know what? He had into he, comedy. It, 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 yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. He, um, I wish I could have gotten his shit, you know, like I wish I no. could have been. <laughs> no, because he, he was, he was, um, he was obsessed with fitness and yeah, but comedy is incredible. Yeah, comedy is comedy is pretty sweet, but I I don't know if two people are at a party and one said that they did marathon things and the other person said they did comedy. I would be more inclined. Both are cool, but you know, well, I'm a comedian, but like to me, comedy shows like it's a whole other kind of warrior. Yeah, you have to be able to ride some major fucking waves to go up and bomb a night, right? And then convince yourself that you should still keep doing what you're doing, like. And to have a lot of those in New York City, yeah, the hardest place to come up as a comedian. So like, I don't know, you know, I, I get you still pedestal your dad and and his uh, way he put his OCD. No, yes. and not just OCD because it was a gift as well. It was, but I think you're more athletic than you realize. You can no. totally. I was going to say you can totally disagree. I think there's a belief system in there, but that's fine. I'm going into your soul. My bad. And um. <laughs> And I think your dad was probably funnier than me. Yeah, he was. We talked no, my, about my this. Dad, my dad was very funny. I, Until it, he it went. Took, it took when, yeah. So I know we're like all over the map. But when, when, he, when, he, moved to, when he moved to Lake George, it was like then we fully connected. And, and I'd, started, I'd started comedy. That, so growing up, the, the way Was my, he proud that you were a comedian? He was so proud. Aw. He was. And it was like. You don't you don't see that a lot with um, I, I think a lot of parents are probably slightly embarrassed. You know, he was he was fully he was such a fan of comedy. So growing up, Aww. that was how we connected. I actually have this theory that what comedians did he like? He loved um, 
and he saw them all because he, he, he grew up in Queens. So he used to go into the village. He loved Woody Allen. He loved Lenny Bruce. He loved uh, Professor Irwin Corey. Professor Irwin Corey <laughs> was his all-time favorite comic. So anytime we would talk comedy, he would always... That's amazing. And then when I found out a couple years ago um, that Irwin Cor- Corey was still performing at 100... Wow. I sent my dad, somebody had written an article. I'd sent my dad and he was like so thrilled. He didn't even know he was still alive. And then to find out that he was like a hundred years old and still doing stand up. That's incredible. Yeah. He loved that. So growing up, so the, like my dad was always happy to spend time with you, but he didn't want to do shit that kids liked, you know, where like most parents would be like, all right, well, let's do what you want. Yeah. My dad was like, Hey, we're going bird watching if you want to come. Yeah. And you'd be like, yeah. You know, as, as a, like now as an adult, bird watching sounds amazing. Like I, could, I, I would could just, love yeah, to go I bird would, watching. As a kid, I was like deathly embarrassed. Oh, me too. Well, my totally dad would be like, yeah, but my dad would go at like 630 in the morning. So like to me, you want me to go anywhere at 630 in the morning? Right. Go fuck yourself. No, Sorry, dad. I don't really mean that because yeah. I love you and that's adorable. But like for me, <laughs> you're not like I will go bird watching at a decent hour. Right. Like 10, 11. I'll go and watch a bird. Like I fucking love. I talk to the birds though. Yeah. And it's embarrassing when you're like in the uh, suburbs trying to like hide your talking to the birds that I think you're crazy. <laughs> you know, especially if you get like a little bit high, you walk out and you hear because I literally have them talking to me like the crows in my neighborhood for real talk to me like they'll even come to my window to get my attention like it's a real thing but like you can't in public be like caw, 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 caw. you know what i mean because i've done it like i try to do it hidden where i'll be like caw, caw, you know but i'm like don't get too you know i don't need the police showing up being like can you go to jail for weed <laughs> um for I, smoking weed no not not as white people not do you really no, think do you really think that as a an African-American in our society, you can still go to jail for yes. just smoking weed, not even selling it. I wouldn't. I that would. is disgusting. Oh, just, just for smoke. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about, I think it probably depends where you are. Man, the injustices that need to be righted in our country. I mean, it's all kind of happening in a sense, even though everyone hates Trump, he is bringing issues up for us all to collectively deal with that we didn't want to look at before. But like, cause they were here. These issues have been here before right. we had Trump. We were fucked. Just so everyone knows that, like everyone's screaming like a chicken with its head cut off. We were already fucked. I just want people to be aware. But that's okay. We're healing it. You can't heal something till you see the wound. Talking, you know, from someone who's got 20 horsefly bites over her fucking (laughs) body. I got bit by horseflies and it's very itchy. I know. I saw them when I walked in and they're like so... What did you think they were? I I don't... I was like, I didn't want to ask. I was like, I don't like... Is Kate like... Does she cut her? Like what is... Did it look like I cut myself? No. no, no, I I saw very... Like when I caught a quick glance. Well, I went into 7-Eleven and like I was like, does this look like heroin needles? I mean, not on my face. If I am injecting heroin into my face, that would be... You love heroin. (laughs) You get to the point where you put it in your face. I feel like you're so... You're you're a big fan. Yeah, Yeah. I love it. No, yeah, no heroin for me. But it, but it kind of, like if you look at my arm, it looks like I could maybe. That's not really where you put it, maybe. but like right. I have them all up and down my back. Yeah. Um. Uh, fucking horse flies. <laughs> I swear to God, I was thinking about like I've been thinking about them. I'm like, what did I do to these goddamn horse flies that they? Maybe they're like starving, hungry, and they're like, oh look at this fucking idiot. 
walking through. You know what I mean? All angry and pissed off while we bite her back. Sucks. I have an important interview thing next week. What so this of? better be fucking. It's just like a. Oh, I can't go into it too all much, right. but it's like an important thing, and I'm gonna have to cover all this stuff up, which is fine. But like on the one on my chin is like exceptional. It's on my goddamn chin. Yeah. It's like hanging down like a fucking witch's wart, okay? <laughs> it is not cool. So whoever put a witch's wart spell on me, you can take your shit back. I ain't about it. I did, yeah, whatever. Anyway, let's go back. So <laughs> we, we took a little bit of a turn. That's all right. Well, you seem to be dealing with the, the loss as best as one can, whatever I, that means. Well, I think also having, um, having a two-year-old it's oh. like you're you have no you have to you can't stay in bed you don't have the option you don't have the option amen when i got divorced and i didn't want to move i had a two-year-old you're right. gonna move you have to take care of this being you love more than anything yeah so it can be a pain but it's the best gift in the world even though it's a lot of work right. being a parent right so what's it been like you've posted some pictures what can i can we say her name or lila sure okay i didn't yeah, some the, parents no, don't like to okay so You've posted these amazing pictures of Lila where she just looks like an old time movie star, but in the body of like a two year old. She's hilarious. She puts on these like big glasses, sunglasses, yep. and then like Hats. these outfits. Yeah, she literally looks like she's like a famous 50s movie star reincarnated as a two year old girl. I love her. That's her dressing herself. That's not even like us Aww. being like, hey, let's try and make this picture even cuter. That's her being like, Oh, I'm not going outside without my hat and my giant sunglasses and my necklaces and she's That's amazing. Yeah. Well, your wife and you just posted a really beautiful picture of her yesterday. Um, she's gorgeous. Yes, thank you. So like Thanks. I was like I, yeah, I, I was like, Whoa, look at your hottie wife. <laughs> like and I and, and I wasn't surprised. I was just kinda like, That's beautiful. Like that's amazing. Like and I loved how you were proudly owning your love with her because a lot of dudes are still scared to like fully sing from the top of their lungs like I'm in love with my amazing wife yeah. and like I'm not saying you did that necessarily but it felt in that realm and I was like fuck yeah Ken like own the fact that you have this gorgeous wife and like that you're a gorgeous couple like I just felt it was like a good I don't know like I felt I got good vibes from it where I was oh, like thanks. yeah yeah I uh no I'm I'm not I mean, I'm, I used to be on uh, on stage. I would I would rip on her a lot, but no. Maybe I, that's maybe because I heard those jokes. Yes. I didn't expect her to be this like glowing know, radiant nobody. goddess. <laughs> <laughs> you need to incorporate that a bit in there I, too. I, it's a I full do. picture. I, you know, it's I, I I I really don't talk about her that much anymore. When I do, it's, I haven't it's, seen your set yeah. and vice versa, probably. Right. And it's been few years, years, probably. Yeah. Um, but uh, I did. I would. I would. I always mention that I was punching way out of my weight class. Oh. I, I got I, I got very lucky. Yeah, she's beautiful. Well, I think you guys are a good couple and it, it looks like there's a lot of personality in life going on just and I can see it in your daughter. Um, yeah, it's really cool. What, whatever, you know, I'm not going to go into your personal life, but it seems like you guys are both raising an incredible yeah, girl. We, we got very, we got very lucky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's um she's like the easiest kid. Really, she's the easiest kid on the. What does that mean? Even on her worst date, it like she started sleeping through the night almost immediately. Whoa! So when when we yeah she's uh, literally does your wife smoke weed? No. 
Man. No, but it's funny you say that because I have um, I have a whole chunk in my material about how I'm convinced it was old pothead sperm. Uh, it might be. Yeah. Like, just absolute, like, she is the most... Chilled out. Chilled out. Like, I mean, she's two and she still bounces off the walls, but she'll, like, when you really tell her, like, hey, now you need this, then she listens. I had all the anxiety of being, like... Um, I'm not going to sleep for a year. Yeah. And, and then she started sleeping through the night almost immediately. In a crib? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I had yeah. Shane sleeping in my bed. Like we, we co-slept for a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't regret it, but it does take up your body. <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. your body's not exactly yours. So it's incredible to think of a baby peacefully sleeping through the night. Like that's, that's incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got we got really lucky. You got lucky. And I think she got lucky, too, because it seems like both of you and I've never I don't think met your wife, but like it seems like you're both giving her a lot of freedom to be yourself. But also there are rules to right. abide by. Like, don't be a crazy, feral Lord of the Flies kind of person, you know, did you ever, did you ever see Lord of the Flies? Yeah, I that's how I grew up. Lord, like, that oh my describes God. my childhood. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah, right? All of you trying to, like... All of us, and then, so we had this, like, crazy, blended Brady Bunch family, and I think my parent, my mother and stepfather, both quickly realized, like, oh, we're outmatched, we're in over our heads, and they would just, <laughs> they would just leave a lot. They would just be like, hey, we're going on the Cape, you know, like, we're going down to Cape May that for is- a week, and it was literally... And just leave you guys to your... It was like... They, what were your ages that you were being left alone? We ranged from, um, <laughs> like, I think the old. I think the oldest is like ten or eleven years older than me. Okay. So we ranged at the time probably from like sixteen to three. You know, sixteen to four. They or five. would leave a three or four or five year old by themselves no, with, with the kids. With, yeah, it would be like it would just be like the oldest is so in you charge. You got raised it was by like, like teenagers as well. Yeah. That's yeah. hysterical. It was, it was, um, did you like it or no? Like, was it cool? You did love it? It was great. <laughs> it was great. I mean, they, they, my, my parents were, when they were home, they, they both worked, they, they own their own business. So they, they worked long hours and it really was, it was Lord of the Flies shit in my house, rolled downhill, starting from the oldest kid to the bottom. Wow. I was the bottom. So it was like, you know. And how I, many? I, so I how many nobody. kids? It was five, five in my house growing up, and then three in my dad's house Got it. around the corner. That is, I can't believe they lived around the corner from each other. It was they after. Well, I mean, I know that's what right. was going on before, but that's like it was her best friend. Yes, were they like cute friends before that went down? Do you, you're too young? Right? I don't. I have. They must have been. I literally have no memory. Oh that wait, you sucks. mean who, who? Like your mom and and her best friend which would ended up being your stepmom right. like before your dad left your mom for her were they like cute friends with each other like i don't know if you know that but were they like for real best friends like yeah, ride yeah, or yeah. Die? They, they, uh as as the way it was explained to me yes that's they, crazy that was her best friend that's so fucked up yes because it just shows a lot of lying and secrets that yep. you know what i mean and i for myself and the message i try to preach to people because we all feel like we have to hold these secrets like people can't know I smoke weed sometimes. Right. You know, like, I think we have to start learning, like, whatever your truth is, 
you have to slowly start speaking it. I know it can be scary to say things that you think you'll be punished for saying, but like, and I think that's what's beautiful in many ways about comedians is we kind of train to share these darker places in ourselves that most people don't want to talk about. But like for real, whether you're a comedian or not, like you got to start venting your truth, even to a therapist if you just need one person, but like you can't hold it all in. You know, that's interesting because I don't even know if my dad had somebody in his life that knew or if it was, it's weird now. I never even thought, I never even thought to ask that. Who knows what led up to that and the kind of, you know what I mean? Like holding in so this big secret they probably felt awful about and like sometimes they, people just stay together because they have this crazy secret that they bond over, you know? So it's like, it's important to really find a network of people close friends, whoever that you feel like you can really tell your stuff to and not feel judged. Or even if they do judge a little bit, they right. they get it right. because we're all humans trying our best. So it's really important to have people you talk to and that know what you're actually going through. A lot of us, we like to, especially with social media, we like to put up like a front that we're all doing great, which is cool on one aspect, but like you, you can do that, but at least have like five or six people in your life that know the full story, know what you're going through and know that you're not alone. Like people will help you get through things or get out of things or whatever it is. Um, If you just start asking for support, people will normally be there. Right. We're so scared to ask for support and to feel weak, right? Especially like if we, your ego is like, don't show them any weakness. And you're like, they must think I'm perfect and I never cry. It's like, that's not perfect. That's emotionally constipated. Yeah. Yeah, that can't be healthy. Those people fucking burst. I I've, I saw this awful road rage video on fucking Facebook where like the two dudes got out of their cars, fucking fight. I think one had a fucking knife. First, oh if God. someone pulls out a knife, get out of there. Disengage. Someone pulls a knife, goodbye. Like you don't keep going. That's a that's a person who's willing to do some shit. So pull out a knife, whatever. Then that dude, I believe that dude, gets in the other person's car to try to steal it the other person jumps like tries to like stop them from doing it which is a bad idea once again you're dealing with a crazy person if they're jumping in your car to steal it and that person the person was in the car that person drove and like smashed them up against another car like a truck that was right Right. there it was yeah yeah and and to me watching that and i actually tagged ritu in it because of the story she shared last week like if stuff starts going crazy even if you feel like you're right you disengage. Like, yeah. I feel like we have to learn at this point. Like, it's that's, not worth the fucking that's drama. That's what I was telling her. That's, that's what I told her from the beginning. Really? Yes. <laughs> well, you two are best friends and I'm not going to get into like, your, right? Because I'm sure you guys, don't you guys go back and forth joking? Yeah. When yeah, I had yeah, you we're... both on, I couldn't even handle it because like <laughs> the way you guys talk to each other, both of you would never talk to me like that. So I'm watching you both go back and forth. It's like cunt bitch but dick I, that, and i'm just like no I'm i feel like, like i feel like that it how, works for you guys though i feel like that's how most comics interact though not no. me i mean maybe most i feel like you're not an exception me. to the rule for sure yeah i'm not i'm like no that actually hurts <laughs> <laughs> why are we talking to each other why like you this tell me that? no please yeah no it well that's why at this point up to this point i can't roast battle um I just, I was going to against Mike Cannon, who's obviously one of the funniest comics in New York City. Um, But we have like a good friend history that we both could have really, like I wrote some really funny jokes and so did he. Um, And I started getting such bad anxiety about a week before 
maybe no, even more than a week before, like three weeks before. Um, and I actually might've been even further out, but I, I had these dreams telling me not to do it. And I had to call him. It was so that phone call to Mike Cannon, Mike, um, my dreams are, are coming through and telling me I have to use my gift for make them into tools instead of weapons. He was like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, no, we're roast battling and I'm yeah, using yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> where my mind went. I was like, you told like, him I, that I, and I then know. pulled out of the battle? I know. How could you do that? He was like, get in the battle. I'm going to fucking fry you. I would have roasted you anyway. I would have stood up there and done them. Well, we were supposed to judge a roast battle and he was going to pull out his jokes there and just be like, you know, and tell yeah, him because yeah. the whole crowd would eat me alive. Right. Um, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, so... Maybe one day, if somehow it feels right, I'll totally roast battle on the right energy. But right now, it just doesn't feel... Roasting's weird. Roasting's a Have weird Have you done thing. it? I've done it a uh, couple times. I've written... I've written for roasts. I actually really like writing for roasts. Really? I don't, it's weird. It's, it's it's a weird thing to admit that like one of your talents is writing really mean shit about people. <laughs> That's amazing, actually. Yeah, but it's, it's a weird thing to be like proud that you're good. <laughs> Yeah, but you know and, what? It's it, it's clear to me you're a good person. You just have for real morbid, funny right, thoughts. Right. So like we all have these places. It's cool that you can tap into yours without all the shame like, oh, I'm evil now. Like, fuck well, it. You can you write know, good roast jokes. You know what's so funny is that I get like, because in, in my act, I, I've been told that, uh, I, I you know, I've been told I can come across as misogynistic or... Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. And, I, and, I, and I, I will admit that some of my jokes are definitely in that bent. Interesting. Um, yes. I've never felt you as being misogynistic. I think comics, I think... It doesn't come off to me like on a no. one-on-one thing. I well, never not. feel... I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Um, I, I love women, but I also love poking fun at them. Like, right. I think that... I think that if like you're if you make up half the are planet, you the new Andrew Dice Clay? No, well, <laughs> I'm joking. No, 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 no. It's it's not it's not like that. Um, but I I think that like listen, you guys make up half the planet. Like we should be allowed to to pick on you the the way you'd pick on anybody. I guess my belief on around that is like mm. just in terms of gender in general is that we have these like hardened preconceptions. A man does this, a woman does that, and I'm learning, especially raising a boy right. who's going to be 12 is that we actually have so many more similarities, male and females, even emotionally than we like to agree to. Cause we've been kind of told by society and school and parents, like this is how a boy acts. This is how a girl acts. So I hear what you're saying, but some sometimes maybe it's not even misogynistic. Maybe it's like, and maybe you're stereotyping in a way that just is offending or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. Because um, it's it's hitting people in the wrong way, and for me, my only reaction, which I didn't really have anyway, watching yours, if if there were a comic, we'll take you out of it. That was doing the girls do this, guys do this. My reaction is, I'm like, evolve, man. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. I'm like, get more personalized because I do a ton of guy fucking shit. Like take take dumps and be like, yeah, I fucking did that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Girls aren't supposed to say shit like that. But girls have that, and you know, you're also close friends with Ritu. Like, we don't talk like the, a woman's supposed to talk, like, whatever that means. So I feel like you're already very, you already well, know this thing about gender, but. Yeah, no, I, I, I it's, it's weird. Like, I'm a reverse. Like, when you hear about these comics who are so enlightened <laughs> and woke on stage, and then you find out that they're like. 
wait, so why? They hate women and, and treat people like, but like on stage, I'm like. But why, like, why aren't, because you're funny as you are. Right. Like, you're just a funny person, legit. So like, why do you think that persona comes out a little it's, bit more on stage? I don't, I don't, because I think I enjoy. Got it. I, I, I think, I don't know. There's I, something that you can get it out there that you can't get out. It's it's not even that like I don't have because I'm I'm not up there like I, I know a lot of comics they want you to know who they really are and they want to <laughs> reveal something about themselves through through their jokes that's not that important to me but like, then but then it's almost like character work in a sense because a, a seriously pro- probably I mean but also I mean maybe I'm you know if if I do a thirty minute set maybe I have two bits that you can be like. I, I have to I see, you know, I'll, I would have to see your set to, cause like yeah. I haven't seen it in two years. So it may not even be as, I don't think me Like I said, I never saw I you and I got offended. I don't think you, I don't I remember think. we were talking one time about a yogurt joke. You, yes. you ran a, oh my God. You ran a nasty yoke, but I didn't, can I hear it? It was, was years ago. This was years ago. Yes. Do you it remember was, it? I do remember. Okay. I, I put it on my You're album. like, Hey, what do you think about this? Because it, it Wait, was, did you just do an album with- 800 pound gorilla or was it a different company no i i released mine on my own you did I, yours on your own yeah okay i well, thought it was sorry so many people are doing it through 800 pound that's the company i did and they mm-hmm. fucking killed it but i remember yours looking really fucking professional so i assumed no i do i i mean i i had help i you know that's great I, yeah. how did you got it out on itunes and everything yourself yep Fuck yeah, Ken. I got it on Sirius. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> Which is great, actually, because um, once... I'm it- going to have to talk to you about that stuff, because I would love to know. Are No, I am, oh, okay. but I did it through an amazing right. company, but I'm thinking about wanting to do another one, actually, and instead of having to convince a company to do it, I would just love to know how much it cost, and... I'll um, go over it with you. Yeah, you'd this. have to do this yeah, on... No, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. but I'll, I'll go over... <laughs> so I, I did everything on my own, and... Um, you know, it, it's like I made my money back off the initial sales. It wasn't a ton of money, but then once it got on serious, that's that's the thing. Yeah, and then it's like, you know oh, I don't, there? I don't have to, um, I don't have to share this with anybody. Got it. You know, so is it easy to get on serious? Did you kind of have to have a contact? I had a contact. I did, um, I did Sean, I did Sean Donnelly's radio show one day. Amazing. And yeah, um, celebrate, which is okay. such a great show. And uh, the producer afterwards was like, hey, I thought you were funny. Do you do you have an album you can submit? Because they're always looking for new content. And I was like, as a matter of fact, I do. That's so incredible. I, I sent it to them and they, they took they took like half of it or something. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Go Ken. So uh, that's another tangent we just went on. Yeah, we, we, we were, were talking we? about your stand-up in general. Oh yeah, so so it's weird so when I don't think other comics judge me as like a misogynist. I can see I've the, never uh, no, ever no, heard no, no, anyone no, 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 just no. so you know. No, 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 no. If if that were the case, I probably would not have you in my if you were known as the misogynistic right. comic. I mean, maybe I would whatever. But like in my head that is so far it's, from the is, way I think about you, yeah. like Oh, and you have to tell the yogurt joke. That's oh, what that's, we were that's at. Oh, that's what we were okay. at. Yeah. Oh, God. So that's, it's still the dirtiest joke I ever wrote. Okay. And then we have to wrap it up soon, but we need to hear the yogurt joke. Oh, God. I have to see if I remember it. So I I read. <laughs> I remember this it is, being pretty gross. This is a true article that I read. And um, there was a supermarket in Arizona. 
and it was like a fancier, like a Whole Foods type. Okay. And they were giving out yogurt samples and they arrested the kid who worked there because he was beating off into the yogurt that samples so and serving his semen to people. Jizz, yeah. In the yogurt. Yes. He was putting it in the yogurt. That is so it's upsetting. Gross. Yeah. It's and especially like when you hear about food getting fucked with, you get like, ooh, like that could happen that anywhere is to horrific. anybody. So what happened? Did you what did you have like what what did you say in the joke? So the joke was <laughs> To me, like, obviously, that is so disgusting. But for me, if I'm being 100% honest, it doesn't sound that much more disgusting than just eating yogurt. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, Well, yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to take it to, like, a too true level. Like, yogurt itself. Like, you're eating, like, that's cow's milk and pus, and it's, like, curdled and, like... I still, well, actually, I try. I'm not vegan, but I actually try to be very vegan. So, because I've known for a long time, when you're drinking milk or yogurt and shit, you're drinking fucking cow, right. not just milk, but like pus and shit, because the way they treat those animals, a lot of stuff goes into that milk. I hate to tell you guys, it gets bleached out. So, your joke actually has a ton of truth to it. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what I would, I, then I would say, um, it already looks like it. It's got the same consistency. <laughs> oh, wow. And then I said, um, and I'm just assuming that all yogurt tastes like jizz, but I wouldn't know because I've never tried yogurt. That's, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, I'm clapping for you. Yes. And then, and then this is where. Because I've never tasted yogurt. <laughs> Great punchline. <laughs> Thanks. And then uh, the tag was, and see, this is where I think, sometimes audience members aren't sure about me then i would be like also like let's take a second to consider this whore that was confident enough that there was jizz in her yogurt to report this <laughs> i don't like the word whore if I we know. could take the yeah. word whore yes, out i know That's... you could you could say something so much fu- like even funnier than whore right because the word whore is what gets people in the gut yes. and they can't even take in the fact that you just came up with a brilliant joke there's another name for that woman yeah i know confident you could say i mean diva's not the right word because that's a you know men. lady's always a funny word to me lady's but, funny but see this is where i get a little bit of my enjoyment from stand-up comes from watching people squirm a little i hear you so but for me when i'm doing this face of like <laughs> i can't laugh it, it takes away from, the, and that's fine. It depends on what you want up there. Right. But if you want to hear, I like hearing laughs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I fucking did this because I love laughs. You want to do a standing ovation? Hell fucking yeah. Right. I've been there where I've gotten the, I have a joke about how no one likes to talk about how hot Jesus is. Right. Do you know what I mean? People <laughs> go, <gasps> there's a gasp, but it's not the end. I take them through. So the end is, do you get what I'm saying? Yes. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. As long as you don't end on the, like you can have a, but it should still end. You're funny as hell. Right. It still needs to end with laughing out loud. I'm not saying that doesn't, well, this is a, you have, to, are you doing the yogurt joke or not? I haven't done it. I think I retired it when, when I, when you I, can't, when the I the horse too the much at the end, it's, it's, it takes away from the whole, you have a whole brilliant joke yeah, that has well, meaning. And then you say whore and people are focused on whore. But you know, you know what I love. Like here's, here's you could say slut even sluts even. It doesn't hit as hard. Really? I for me, 
I think there's just horror hits <laughs> the hardest. I have to come see your set. Like I, maybe yeah. and, so and have, have you so do the I yogurt have, joke. I, have, I haven't. I haven't even done it, and this is the first time I've told it probably in two years. But um, that is see see you saying horror has got okay. Let's go back because I'm. I have to take the word horror out for me. I'll include okay. that it's there. This is why it bothered me because that's a brilliant that the last thing of being like who was this woman who had the like slut confidence or whatever you want to yeah. call it. I don't even want to call it slut confidence. The, the taste bud. She she was like a connoisseur of semen Yeah, that could pick up even with strawberry, cow pus. <laughs> That's what I said. She like, was like, mm, this definitely <laughs> has some semen in yes. it. Yes, yeah. To me, like that. that's where you want to, you know, and I feel like as long as you do go there, that's hysterical. Like that, the fact that your brain went through all of that, hearing that <laughs> news line is incredible. Like that's, that's the mind to me of a comedian. Like you hear this already insane thing that this guy's jizzing in the yogurt and you, boom, your mind goes. Doo, 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 and it was doo. there in like two seconds too. Like, you know, when it's like you hear Who something and the then semen. you know the beginning, middle and end like immediately. I'll tell you. And then we do have to wrap it up. I'll tell you real quick. I had a quote unquote friend. I don't even know. There was a dude I knew in college. He was a friend for a bit until I had to fire him as a friend because he was acting maniacally. Mm-hmm. For example... Well, okay, before I even met him in high school, he worked at Subway, and he admittedly peed in the pickle jar. That's this dude. Oh. Okay? So that's how I thought. I, that, that shit terrifies me. Of course, it should. I've it ne- should terrify a lot of anything. us. Like, I've had people bring out the wrong meal, and I've been like, I'm just fucking eating this now, I guess. I'm scared to return anything. I'm scared to complain. So this dude, okay, so that was in high school. And then also this dude, like, so I went to University of Maryland and we won the national championships for basketball mm-hmm. one year. And of course, because you have crazy fucking white people who are hoarding their anger, they go and loot the town. And I literally saw Steve, <laughs> I shouldn't even be using his name, <laughs> Steve up kicking down a Papa John sign. And I was literally like, yo, you hate your dad not papa john's get the fuck <laughs> off that goddamn roof but steve him and i were friends for a bit but he was doing something he was dating this girl this is how <laughs> sorry steve i'm sure you've done work on yourself but this is how <laughs> steve was dating this girl okay and he was like i don't even know how he got into the fucking football stadium but he goes meet me on the 50 yard line it was like 11 at night and we're gonna fuck okay He's a real so, charmer uh, okay yeah Right. So he does that. I don't even know how they got into this because this is like boarded. You know what I mean? It's locked up. Okay. Then he calls about eight of our guy friends and goes, go, go into the stands. I'm going to be fucking a girl on the 50 yard line and please stand up and cheer when I come. That is why I stopped being friends. That's yeah. And they did that. And she was mortified. She ran up and like ran. He was a monster. That's a horrifying Sorry, story. Steve, a part of me still loves you in a way, but like I, I literally, and, and I couldn't, there were, we had so many fights. I was just like, you're being fucking a monster. Like you're being a monster yeah, right that's... now. And I remember when we graduated, he's like, let's bury the hatchet. And I was like, no, I'm not going to bury the hatchet. He's like, what? I said, bury the hatchet. You got to bury the hatchet. If I, <laughs> I like, we literally went back and forth. I said, bury the hatchet. I was like, I'm not burying the hatchet. Bury the hatchet. No, not going to bury it. Mm-mm. Still not buried, Steve. If you would like to come on and make amends for all the things I saw him do, then maybe. But no, he did some shit, man. He he peed in Snapple bottles from the top of the dorm, like 
would pour onto girls walking into the building. Oh my God. That was what. That, like, what the f- And, like, my guy friends would laugh. Like, that's, like, they'd be like, because it was so, dist- like, they knew he was disturbing, like, but they still, like, thought it was hysterical. And, like. That's just Steve. I know that's how yeah, dudes are. That's Classic just Steve. Steve. Are we kidding? Like, I remember being, <laughs> that is like. fucking horrifying. It was, it was not. Some of the, uh, some, a lot of the things he did were so uncool. There was a part of Steve, he was very, very funny. Mm-hmm. And he did actually have, of course, a soft heart, as we all do at the core. Um, but like I said, there's actually a place in my heart where I can still find love for Steve. But if he ever wants to be even a friend, he's got to fucking really make amends for those kinds of things. Like, fucking Steve. Oh, that poor girl. We called him Tube Steak. That was his nickname. Tube Steak. <laughs> <laughs> That's never a great nickname. It's not a good nickname. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, I, back then I had those like uh, disposable cameras where you just take pictures yep. and then, and he st- would steal it. I had a, I actually had to live with Steve and two other dudes for, I, I was supposed to join a uh, sorority. Last minute got the fuck out of there. Thank God. Cause I'm not a sorority right. person, but then I had nowhere to live. So my guy friends, they suddenly had an opening. I had a room with my, my friend, Jeff, it was crazy. Like nothing at all went down, but like it was just, I had to live with Steve. It was so, oh, oh, I remember what I was saying. So Steve would steal my camera when I didn't know it and take a picture of his balls. I have, I would be going through my pictures and suddenly I'd have three of my guy friends balls just in there. And I'd be sometimes with my family. You know, that's, I'd kind be like, of, that's kind of a solid prank though. It, no, it was, fun. <laughs> but do you know what I'm saying? That's, but like, so there's a part of me that can like, Steve was hilarious, but like, like you know, I would be I would be open to being friends with him one day and burying the fucking hatchet if he really proved that he no longer peed in pickles and did the fifty yard line thing that was horrific to that girl. Can you fucking imagine? That is that is one of the worst things I've ever heard. I that's horrifying. I can't even imagine. Like I, like I'm I'm so lucky that uh, like because of myself. Like there's literally no chance of me having a Me Too movement. Uh, a Me Too moment. Because, like, my self-esteem is, like, so... Like, I've never had the... Comp- Even when a girl has been like, yeah, sure, like, yeah, I'll sleep with you. I'd be like, wait, what? Like, really? Steve had a little you? bit too much confidence, yeah, okay? Steve's I, confidence went into psychopath, like, not okay. Um, once again, sorry, Steve. Kind of still have a place in my heart for you as long as you do the fucking work. But, like, um, it's a good thing. Because that's definitely... That 50-yard line thing is so me too. It's out of control. Like, that's... It literally was one of the worst things I've ever heard. And I remember my boyfriend at the time, he did not go. He was friends with a lot of those dudes. I remember being like, you didn't go, did you? Who knows? Hopefully he didn't lie. I don't think, I don't think he would. He was a really sweet soul. But I remember him being like, yeah, no, fuck that. Like, thank God. He might've even been asleep when that shit was happening. But like, I remember being like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like to me, that was a thing. Like if he had gone, I would have been like, yeah, I can't. Like, that's just so uncool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry to end on that, but thanks for coming on. No, thanks for having me. Thanks for letting me talk about my dad. I, I needed that. So uh, thank you. Of course. And I'm glad we got to talk about it and still other things. Like the fact that we now know we both smoke is hilarious. I had, I we both just, are like, don't judge me. I, have no, I mean, I understand how I didn't know that about you, but I have no idea how you didn't know that about Bef- Before my kid came along, every other post was a weed joke. I don't, oh, I, I, yeah, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. I guess like I go through it, but it doesn't stick as like, right. oh, Ken smokes a ton of wheat. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, it just, I don't read things in that way. I was probably just like, oh, Ken, Ken's cool. That's cool, Joe. Like, I already knew you were right, cool, you right. know? 
So, but I didn't know. Still, my own paranoia is like, oh, when Ken walks in, is he going to be like, that's so funny. I smell weed and then I'm going to go to jail. It's so funny. (laughs) Meanwhile, it's about to be legal here. I was like, should I call Kate from the weed place and see if she wants weed coffee? I might have to go and take a drive. (laughs) It's called, what's it called? Just chillin'? Uh, Chillin' out. Chillin' out. Chillin' out. And what, what town is it in? It's in Springfield. It's 10 minutes. Oh my God. Me. It's in Springfield. It's, I literally was here 10 minutes later. Okay. I'm gonna have to go take a drive. That just made my day. <laughs> I can't even believe that exists. So, um, yeah, I literally, I'm just like, what? My whole world just opened up. Well, thank you for coming on and also so opening up my world to, uh, chilling out. Did I get it right? Yeah. yeah. Chilling out. Um, where can people find you and get your album? It's so funny that we're like plugging the weed place and <laughs> dude, if the weed place wants just... to sponsor my podcast, <laughs> I don't think they'd love being called the weed place just yet. Chilling out. Chilling out. Um, what is it then? If it's not it's, a weed it's place, it's the oil. So it's it's the oil. So it's basically like the medicinal shit without getting you high. That's incredible like, yeah. too. Yes. I'm going to the fucking weed place and I'll well, chill with, and I'm chilling I, out. I stopped there because I knew somebody who who's in a lot of pain. So I was like, hey, I heard they just opened this place and I've heard this shit does wonders. Let me get you some. So that's that's why I was there. But yeah. then when I was there, they were like, hey, we have like uh, like weed coffee. Of course like, we're yeah. plugging this place. It sounds like fucking heaven <laughs> on earth, okay? Because this shit should have been legal 10 years ago, 20 years ago, always. You know what I'm saying? So like- But it's, 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 it's not weed. It's, it's definitely- it's the CBD oil. Right. Sure. No, I just, I'm not clarifying for me. I just don't want anybody them, to go there and be disappointed. No, not even If for you them. go to Chillin' Out and you're disappointed, you're not gonna get you weed. have problems with yourself. Go to a therapist. If you go to Chillin' Out and you are, <laughs> and you want to file a complaint, seriously, call your drug dealer. Like, don't go to Chillin' Out. It's called Chillin' Out. If you're going to go to Chillin' Out and have a fucking, a, a for real anger issue, you need something different, buddy. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe then you need the real weed. Yeah. Okay. So where so, else can uh, they get your stuff? You can get um, anywhere, uh, anywhere you can stream music. I have an album called No Punchline Required. They play it on Sirius Raw Dog. Hell yeah. And um, what else? Every month, underground comedy at Gotham. We have. Uh, I've been there like six years now, and I feel like it's a great I'm, show. I feel like we're still one of the best kept secrets. Hell yeah. Not for long. <laughs> Hope not. And, um, oh, August, I don't know if I have the dates right. I think August 25th through 27th, I'm uh, with Rich Voss at the Stress Factory in Hell Bridgeport, yeah. Connecticut. Okay, Bridgeport, Connecticut. And where can they follow you on Instagram, Twitter? Oh, Ken, Ken Krantz. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. And for me, the next Dragon Sorcery is August 29th, 7 o'clock, New York Comedy Club, promo Dragon for $10 tickets. My album, 1111, is available on iTunes and Pandora and, you know, all the places where music can be found, like Ken said. And Twitter and Instagram at the Kate Wolf 2Fs. And if you'd like a healing, um, try it out. It is $100 a session, going to be going up. KWolf2Fs27 at gmail.com. And thank you guys so much for listening. And Ken, thanks again for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Bye.